Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this episode, we talk about how to manage anger. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about managing anger. This is something that I think a lot of us struggle with, and I don't know about you, but since last year, since this this pandemic started, since lockdown started, I've noticed having more trouble dealing with the sort of minor day-to-day frustrations, right? The stuff that you typically gloss over and not really think about. I've had more trouble dealing with that and not letting it get to me. And I think it's just because everything is so the same. I'm, I'm losing track of the days. I, nothing's really happening to mark the passage of time. And so I thought, you know what? An episode on managing anger and dealing with those little irritations might be valuable to a lot of people. So I hope that you get some value out of this. Now, before we jump into today's episode, today's episode was sponsored by You're Too Good to Feel This Bad, the book. What if anxiety is not a disease? What if it's actually a product of a healthy system signaling you that it's simply time to make a change? In his new book, You're Too Good to Feel This Bad, Dr. Nate Dallas shares proven strategies to escape the cultural epidemic of anxiety that plagues so many highly productive people. Stress and anxiety involve many aspects of life. You're Too Good to Feel This Bad guides you through them one chapter at a time. The journey starts with sleep then breathing, nutrition, and exercise, and then quickly moves into human needs, pattern-breaking, mindset. And the final leg of the journey covers meditation, recreation, money, work, and relationships. This book is the summation of the 15 different other books that you've been meaning to read. So why not just pick up a copy of You're Too Good to Feel This Bad? It's available in paperback, e-reader, and audio format. So check it out on Amazon or wherever you get your books. I highly recommend it. Dr. Nate is sort of leading the space when it comes to this kind of work. So highly recommend you pick up a copy of his new book. You're too good to feel this bad. Now, at one time or another, almost everyone feels angry. Now, the anger may result from a frustrating situation or it may be due to someone's behavior. But regardless of where it comes from, the way we deal with that anger is the difference between a good outcome and a bad one. It's the difference between a promotion and a lost job, between a broken relationship and one that works in the long term. When looking at the practice of emotional intelligence, there's an aspect which is about the ability to manage our own emotions. Perhaps the most difficult of these emotions to manage is anger, which all too often erupts into open rage. 
You've probably experienced this yourself. Once anger starts, anger tends to be self-perpetuating and sometimes self-amplifying. What begins as a mild irritation or annoyance can quickly become strong frustration and anger if we don't take active steps to stop it. But as I stated earlier, allowing this to happen can be the difference between good outcomes and bad ones in your life. That's why learning to manage anger is such a critical piece of growing up and of becoming a better version of yourself. Thankfully, Over the years, social psychologists who have studied the topic of managing anger have developed several good strategies to deal with it. Strategies that, if used, can help maximize the potential for positive consequences. Let's go over what they found. Since anger is self-amplifying, a key strategy for managing it effectively is to realize and stop it at an early stage. You want to get in front of it before it has a chance to build on itself. As is the case with much of the work around mental health, adding time to the process gives us the space we need to stay in control. So if you feel you might get angry in a particular situation, or if you suspect that this situation might get out of hand, you need to immediately start taking a few steps. And here they are. Take a moment to cool off. If possible, you want to leave the situation as a whole or just change the topic altogether. At the very least, though, You need to stop interacting with the other person or the situation in general. Doing so can give you the time to stop and think about the situation at hand. Your goal here is to minimize the importance of the situation. You want to make it so minor, so small, that getting angry about it feels ridiculous. So try asking yourself, does this really matter to me? When you've found that space, when you've been able to step away or change the topic or just take a breather... Ask yourself, does this really matter to me? Is this the hill I want to die on? Second thing you can try is to just do something else. You don't even have to ask yourself questions. You don't have to to change the topic. Just literally do something else. The more you allow yourself to sit in your anger, the angrier you're going to get. That's why taking your mind off of it can be so helpful in these moments. The incompatible response approach, a technique developed some years ago, can come in handy. And the technique suggests that it's difficult, if not impossible, to experience two incompatible responses at the same time, right? So it's difficult to be angry while also laughing. Those two experiences are incompatible. And so if you're angry, giving yourself a laugh, it doesn't erase the problem, right? But it does give you the space to step back and analyze the situation. And so if you are experiencing it, do something else. You can use whatever you want. Maybe watch a stand-up. That's something I used to do a lot, actually, when I was younger. I used to watch a bunch of stand-up on YouTube when I was feeling myself getting heated or angry or frustrated or anxious. Any of these sort of like negative feelings, I would watch comedy. It always helped pull me out because it it put me into my body. I, I got to experience laughter and joy in those minor little moments. And that gave me the space I needed to look at the actual situation. You can also spend time with a loved one, watch a bunch of mindless things on YouTube. Like there's value in all of this. There's value in in giving yourself something to grab onto that can get you out of your head, get you out of your feelings. The third thing you can try is to change your perspective. When someone makes us angry, we usually attribute their actions or behavior to insensitivity, selfishness, or worse, maybe they just don't care. If instead we try to come up with positive explanations, and quite honestly, it doesn't even matter what's true here. 
What matters is what we think is true. If we try to interpret their actions through a positive lens, as positive as we can pull off, it's going to reduce the level of annoyance that we feel. Perhaps you're just overanalyzing the situation or you don't actually understand exactly what it is they were trying to say. Or maybe if you can't think of anything, just ask them to clarify. Often when you ask people to clarify what they mean, first of all, they didn't mean what we thought they meant. And second of all, if they did, they often find a better way to say it because they're being confronted. And most people aren't assholes. Excuse my language. Should have given a warning for that. So change your perspective. Choose to experience their actions. Choose to experience the way they said that thing from as positive a place as you can. And if you can't get there, Just ask them to expand. Ask them to explain. Let them know that it hurt you. Let them know that you're maybe misunderstanding. More often than not, people will be clear with you. People will aren't coming for you. They're not out to cut your throat. They're really just maybe saying something in the wrong way or approaching something in the wrong way. Or maybe they don't even realize the problem. One piece of advice I want to give is not to get it out of your system. So the word catharsis is defined as, quote, the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. Now, contrary to what most people think, a large body of research indicates that venting anger does not actually reduce it. On the contrary, it can increase your annoyance. It can give you more to grab onto to be angrier. So whatever you do, don't follow your impulse to just Give them a dirty look or shout or, or justify or pound or, or vent. Like it, it's not that helpful. Sure, is there value in it, I guess, in the moment, but it's not actually helping you manage that anger. It's not actually helping you deal with the feelings you have. It's just putting you in a worse place long term. And then the final thing you can try is to do something to relax. Maybe that means taking a brisk walk or engaging in some other physical activity or whatever that means for you, quite honestly. But being physical, doing something else, as, as we talked about, doing something that you know for a fact helps you relax, that's ultimately going to put you in a better place to handle the situation. And to accomplish this, it's worth teaching yourself a few relaxation techniques. And for this, we turn to systematic desensitization. Systematic desensitization is basically a type of behavioral therapy developed on the basis of classical conditioning. It was developed by Wolpe in the 1950s. And here's a quick quote about what the purpose is. This therapy aims to remove the fear response of a phobia and substitute a relaxation response to the conditional stimulus gradually using counter conditioning. End quote. So the techniques included, you've definitely heard of some of these. One is diaphragmatic breathing. Quote, with this technique, you'll learn to regulate your breathing by breathing slowly and deeply through your nose, holding the breath for one to two seconds, then breathing out through your mouth. Uh, The second is progressive muscle relaxation. Quote, you'll learn to tense up and release muscles throughout your body. This technique can reduce muscle tension and help you recognize the difference between tense and relaxed muscles. That way, you'll be able to better recognize when your muscles start tensing up in response to anxiety or fear. Third technique is visualization. Quote, you'll focus on a relaxing scene, picturing it in your mind and concentrating on sensory details such as sights or smells. This includes guided imagery, which involves someone describing a scene to you. And then finally, definitely heard of this one, is meditation and mindfulness. 
quote, learning meditation may help you become more aware of your thoughts and feelings as you face a fearful situation. Mindfulness helps you notice what you're experiencing in the present moment, which can reduce anxious thoughts. So whichever of these techniques you want to try is completely up to you. I recommend trying all of them, seeing what you're more likely to actually stick with and utilize because ultimately change doesn't happen if we don't do a thing. But above all, do not ignore your anger. People always try to suppress their anger and may experience a variety of consequences by doing so. It makes things worse. It can lead to self-condemnation, frustration, and even have a physical effect leading to physical illnesses. So learn to manage your anger instead. That's going to allow you to use it as motivation when it's needed, as we've discussed in past episodes, or squash it when it's a problem. Today's episode was written by Samriti Jen. Big shout out to her. Be sure to follow her. The link to her Instagram is in the description of this episode. As always, all resources used for this episode can be found in the description of this episode. And you can also find a link to today's sponsor, You're Too Good to Feel This Bad, the book. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. I'm going to be linking to Amazon in the description. So be sure to check that out. I highly recommend it as a uh, your next read. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.